If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, May 12th, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes, 30 under 30, a.k.a. the second best baby blues in San Francisco, a.k.a. the engaged one at Tim Gettys. Let Tim host. How you doing, Greg? I'm good, Tim. How are you? Great day to be talking about news. A lot of, lot of stuff, a lot of stories, a lot of good stuff. I will say I'm not doing too great, though. Coming down off of a cold, my first right. cold in in over two years. Sure. And let me tell you, man, being sick, you forget how much it sucks. Yeah. But yeah, I've been fun. I'm now in the like the draining out stage, which is yeah. like just not yeah. fun. But I will say it's better than the congested sinus phase. Sure. You know? Sure. But yeah, G G got a cold a couple days ago, tested for COVID constantly, just negative, negative, negative. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm gonna get whatever this is. At least it's not COVID. And then two days later, I get it. So I'm like two days behind her. But she's 100% now. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I wish we were in it together. But at least now I know that there's an end coming. And I feel like I'm on it. You know, I took yesterday to kind of rest a bit. And I actually had a really good day. Well, all things considered. I got to lay in bed a lot, which was really nice. And uh, I've been getting trying to get back into comics. I've been slacking on reading comics for, for a while now, Greg. Yeah. Um, because uh, my my iPad at some point like broke out a long time ago, <laughs> many many years ago. Uh, and then I gave my my big dog iPad that I got in its replacement to Cool Greg many many years ago. So I lost that thing a long time ago. But recently I was like looking at the new iPad lines, and I'm like, which one should I get specifically for reading comics? Because I want to get back into it. I want to normalize it as part of my routine. Sure. Um, so I because I've been reading just on my phone, right? Like for Oof, uh, a, no, for you. a couple months, and I've been doing the single the guided panel i said no thank you and and i'm with you i'm exactly with you it works it's fine in a bind but i was like i want i want something a little bit nicer um so i was looking at it they just announced ipad air a couple months ago beautiful blue back i'm like oh this is the one uh so i got that but i was like oh but this mini's looking real good too so i bought the mini as well and i bought both of them and i tested them out for a couple days last week um and i made the decision of which one i liked and i returned i'm surprised to say greg i returned the air you went with I the mini? kept the mini. Wow. And this thing is it's amazing. What are you reading there? It's everything I could have. Justice League. Justice League? It's, no, it's Secret Wars 2015. Oh, okay. Yeah. For some reason I'm in the mood. I don't know why. Hey man, be in the mood. Certain thing mentioned incursions. You know what I'm talking about? But um, anyways, I uh freaking love this thing, man. Totally. If you're into comics and stuff, do not sleep on the latest iPad mini because it's the the borderless one without the button and all that stuff. Oh. Could not recommend it more, man. And it's the, like the, one of the cheaper iPads. This huh. thing cost me 300 bucks. Wow, what a deal, everybody. What a deal, man. I got Marvel Apple. Marvel Unlimited. Boom. You got that Unlimited with your Xbox Marvel Comics. forget, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. Get out there, have a good time. Great stuff. Anyway. Well, I'm glad you're on the up and up. That's my like, update. We talked about it, yeah, the other day when you were sick and I took over Gamescast or whatever. But it was that thing of like... Uh, Maybe a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago, Ben came home with a cold, and then he gave me the cold. And yeah, it was the first time I had been sick in forever, too. And then last night, Jen was like, oh, my throat's kind of itchy. And then this morning, I woke up with a sore throat. I'm like, here we go again. Here we you know go, I mean? man. This is just life. It sucks. Hey, I thought we were dodging it since Ben's not going to daycare. You know what I mean? Like, he wouldn't, but he still goes out and sees other babies and stuff. So now I've just, uh, Kevin, I need you to come over this weekend and we're turning the shed into a little cage. And Ben's just going to stay in there because oh, I'm not going to have him keep bringing these germs. Get all home, you know padding, I mean? put a little trampoline in. It'll be cute. Nope. There's raccoons and skunks back there, though. He'll hang out. Sure. Them. That's you know nature. What I mean? It makes you strong. Exactly. Exactly. We all saw a jungle book. That'll be him. It'll be great. But enough about Ooh. that. Ladies and gentlemen, we have horrible news. Starfield and Redfall have been delayed. Dying Light 2 story DLC is being delayed. And Fall Guys is getting a big announcement. I guess that last one's probably good news, but it doesn't matter. This is Kind of Funny Games Daily, and we're going to go through all of that each and every weekday. We run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show, patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Over on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, you can write in to be part of the show. You can get the show ad-free. You 
can get the show with the exclusive post show we do each and every weekday. Of course, if you have no bucks to toss our way on patreon.com slash games, where you'd also get Gamescast ad-free, where you'd also get PSI Love You, you could watch it live as we recorded today, where you could watch the Xcast get live and recorded tomorrow with no ads as well on the post shows and all that jazz. I understand. <gasps> There are plenty of free ways to support Kind of Funny. First and foremost, why not go to the Epic Game Store, use the creator code Kind of Funny. Then whenever you check out buying something there, we'd get a few bucks, and you can even use it on console for, for games like Fortnite and Rocket League. Use the creator code Kind of Funny for anybody who's using the Epic Game Store. But if you want something even more easy, even more free, you go to twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games and watch us record this show live, just like Break Stew is Doc. Subot is an OMGesus R. If you're watching live, of course, please use your Amazon Prime to use that free subscription on Twitch to give to us. And of course, keep us honest by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong over on kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. You can tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe each and every weekday of course they have to suffer through the ads of course they oh. don't get the post show of course they can't write in they don't get to watch live on the other shows they get it's not a horrible experience but it's not as good as it is on patreon but we love and respect you no matter what you do and thank you for all of your support mm-hmm. housekeeping mm-hmm. for you she thinks she's gonna walk by i'm not gonna acknowledge my wife nice try well <laughs> kevin's coming over this weekend and we're building ben a cage in the back okay uh housekeeping for you there is a hell of a kind of funny games cast up right now youtube.com slash kind of funny games podcast services around the globe under the kind of funny games cast banner GameSpot's lucy james joins us to talk about our top three working video game developers we go through round robin style picking different ones all four of us to come up with quite the list you can come yell at us and then celebrate your own picks in the comments on youtube.com slash kind of funny games Thank you to our Patreon producers, Anonymous and Fargo Brady. Today, we're brought to you by MeUndies and Credit Karma, but we'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Seven items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. And you know how like when Blessing does Bless Who, a great post-show for the Kind of Funny Games cast. He does his little... Uh, bless two games and then he'll give points but he also then will give tips of the hat you know what i mean seven news stories and then two jeff grubb rumors i'll get to right after the top oh, all right jeffy grubb Grubber. grubb's popping off and getting excited everywhere he's dropping stuff in our chat right now but it is number one on the roper report ladies and gentlemen starfield and redfall have been delayed we go to bethesda's official letter we made the decision to delay the launches of redfall and starfield to the first half of 2023 The teams at Arcane Austin, Redfall, and Bethesda Game Studios, Starfield, have incredible ambitions for their games, and we want to ensure that you receive the best, most polished versions of them. We want to thank everyone for their excitement for Redfall and Starfield. That energy is a huge part of what inspires all of us every day and drives our own excitement for what we are creating. We can't wait to share our first deep dive into gameplay for both Redfall and Starfield soon. Thank you for your support. Real quick, Kevin Slack is saying they're here. Kevin, that's not how we told you to tell us when the dirt people came. You were supposed to come in and you were supposed to say dirt McGurk, and we we're gonna go, okay, that means Kevin's gotta go deal with his dirt people. And then when you came back, what well, is dirt McGurk managed? But he didn't say that. So I don't even know, Tim. You know? I don't even know. Don't even it's know. It's not and Tim, I like to think we're fun bosses. You know what mm. I mean? We don't order people around. I just want to hear Dirt McGurk once or twice in my life. God damn it. Uh, Redfall, Starfield, delayed. So now we're going on to give you a little bit of context from Game Informer, where Wesley LeBlanc writes, Redfall was announced just last year with, uh, with a planned release for sometime in the summer of this year, while Starfield was revealed nearly four years ago, but was expected to release on November 11th, 2022. Now players will have to wait roughly a year to play both. Both will launch on Xbox Game Pass now that Bethesda is owned by Microsoft. It's unclear when we'll get our first deep dive looks at both of those games, uh, but considering Bethesda said soon in its update today, there's a good chance they'll show up at Xbox and Bethesda Game Showcase happening June 12th. If you wanted more context, the one, the only, Jason Schreier from Bloomberg.com tweeted today, Last spring before E3, I spoke to some folks on Starfield who were extremely worried about committing to a 11-11-22 date based on the progress they'd made so far. Parentheses, next cyberpunk was ter- the term floated. Good on Bethesda for delaying even after announcing that specific date. 
Tim, I feel like that has to be, as with any delay, our take, right? All right, this sucks. We were looking forward to playing these games sooner rather than later, but take the time. Don't make a garbage game. Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like that is the only valid take that's out there, especially for uh, a game of Starfield's kind of expectation levels, right? Like, that is not only a major, major game on Xbox's shoulders, but on Bethesda's, and I think even more so Bethesda, uh, needing to kind of prove that they still got the stuff, and they got the stuff in a major way. So whatever they need to do to do that, yes, take your time. Do not cyberpunk this that is the the end, like that is the worst end goal of this possible, right? So do this right. Um, having said that, there, I mean, even more to that, it's like, yes, in the world that we're in right now, we're going to see a ton of delays. When the world shut down two years ago, guess what? That means that all of the effects of that are going to kind of be seen a couple years after people kind of like got things uh, back up and running because that's just how things work, right? It's like that, the the snowball effect of mm-hmm. um, the process, the just supply chain, all the different things that um, everyone's dealing with in different ways. Having said that, I am surprised that Starfield is getting delayed. Not like, oh my God, I can't believe it. But I really thought that they were going to move hell and earth to hit that date because I've said this a million times. Wow. That it, it is the furthest out release date that has ever been announced in video game history. So because of that, I was like, well, they want to hit that. And they're looking at it now and they're like, well, as much as we want to hit it, we can't hit it. So good on them for making that choice. And at the end of the day, they didn't lie to us. They didn't like pretend that something was going to happen that they knew wasn't going to happen. That was the goal. And that didn't happen. And we have to kind of give people the grace these days to understand that plans are going to change. And best laid plans are just that just plans you know constantine writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games like you can and says are you legitimately surprised that starfield was delayed nothing of substance was ever shown for this game especially when you look at how other next gen marketing next gen title marketing cycles have gone maybe i'm a doomer but never for a second do i believe a game with no gameplay is ever coming out on the day the studio says it will i i no i don't think it's surprising that starfield's delayed but i also don't think it's surprising if any game gets delayed at this point like everything for every reason you just said tim but then on top of it even take pandemic and COVID out of it just making games is difficult and it's hard to make when you're making art and you're doing all these technical things to be like all right cool yeah it's definitely gonna hit that date it's the same thing you're talking about of how bullish they were to put out that date and say hey you know what november 11th 2022 so far out when they announced it we're going for it, which then got into, well, are they just polishing? Where are they at with it? Where, you know, what's going on with it? Um, I am not surprised by it. I am like, all right, you know, whatever. But that's how I feel about every delay. It's when God of War inevitably gets delayed. That's how I feel about God of War as well. I mean, when we announced the date for us going back to the studio of January 3rd this year, that was so far out. We were so confident that that was going to happen. That felt like, oh, no matter what, it'll be done by there. And here we are. It's like, wow, no, there wasn't a chance it was going to be done by there. And that's just how quickly things can change that are just out of your control or even the things that are in your control kind of can change and shift. So it's like apply that to a game as big as Starfield that is definitely going to be one of the biggest games ever made. Like, I guarantee there's more resources being put into that than 90 plus percent of any video game ever. So with all of that, yeah, a lot can go wrong. I, I just am a little bit surprised. Like, I, again, the, the word surprise, I think, is like there, there, there's a lot of granularity to it at the end of the day. It's not like uh, I am utterly shocked and I can't fucking believe it, but it is this thing of just like, I really thought that they were going to hit it with Star sure. Redfall. I am not surprised at all. That is the thing where I'm like, yeah, totally that being delayed. I thought that was an inevitability. Like from what they talked about the other that. Where I thought for sure Starfield will get delayed, or not for sure, but if you're giving probability more for Starfield than Redfall, because Redfall, I felt like we talked about, of course, we have this, you know, the usual curse of a podcaster where we talked about Redfall yesterday, right, on the Gamescast. But it's the thing of like having known so little about that and feeling like that is Arcane doing something different and maybe something a bit smaller than usual. Maybe I'm wrong about that, hopefully, you know, or maybe not hopefully, whatever. I felt like it was just like that's a game that's going to come out, and I don't know how much fanfare is going to be behind it. So I could see them just putting that out as a summer game that you go play. I get that, but my biggest thing was always Deathloop. It's like you coming up straight off of that. I know there's different teams. I know there's stuff, but just like something about that to me didn't 
didn't sit right where it just seemed a little soon yeah. whereas uh with with starfield it felt so far out that it was like oh they're they're locking that down they are planting their foot there and like that is that that is the plan that they are working everything around and that is what bethesda is is actively all hands on deck for um and again all these things change and i don't blame them at all for this i think that them coming forward and, and saying this as soon as they are now it's like yeah this is the best way for them to handle a bad situation that uh as much as gamers don't want it they don't want it even more you know what i mean so um it just kind of sucks but to go to constantine's uh question about like the maybe i'm a doomer but never for a second do i believe a game with no gameplay is ever coming out on the day a studio says it will i think that the the gameplay thing is um almost a thing of the past where back in the e3 2006 days or wherever it was where hey here's this kill zone thing and it's like well that, God, what, what is that. this Jesus you know like Christ. like that it, it felt like a straight up lie i think that games just come out at such a different clip there's so many more of them there's so many different strategies when it comes to marketing that i don't think every game gets the same um kind of um uh we used to call it at IGN the car wash path where it's just like yeah, yeah. you get every single part the exact same way and it doesn't matter what type of car you got it's going through and it's going to get the rinse it's going to get the shine it's going to get put out but it's like no every single game's looked at differently and I think a lot of their big tentpole games like Starfield there is a a plan in place of like cool we're going to do the CG reveal then we're going to do the gameplay closer to its launch and then when it's ready to launch we're going to do it I think that is kind of a normalized pipeline uh these days that I don't think means doom and gloom necessarily yeah. now i also think that with things like halo infinite right where it's like there was just no gameplay of the campaign until the last minute you know <laughs> it's like there are examples of it working and not working and with halo infinite you can take that i think either way but the fact of the matter is halo infinite did not show gameplay for its campaign until way late and then that game came out for me, you know, oh, and again, I'm not taking a shot at anybody, you know, the doomer here of Constantine or whatever. Part of this where I, I could sit there and I could believe, again, I could go either way. Was Starfield going to get delayed? Is Starfield actually coming out in November? Part of the reason I that would not have worried me yesterday talking about that is I felt like they were they found something they liked with Fallout 4, which was do the big reveal at, e, at E3, in quotes, right, and then release in the fall and be done with it. And so I thought that's what this would have been building to if it was actually happening. And that's why mm -hmm. we've been getting weird vignettes and conversations about Starfield without actually seeing Starfield, which leads to a question from Grezik. Does the Redfield, there you go, that's if you combine them. Does the Redfall slash Starfield delay change your expectations of the games being shown at the Bethesda Xbox Showcase? And my answer is no. I still think yeah. both of these games have a huge presence there and they are what they're pushing and they're still talking about it. I just think you don't see them this year, right, Tim? Greg Miller, I'm about to say something that I can't fucking believe I'm saying in May. I was about to say April. In May 2022. Greg Miller, Xbox has been out there building a foundation for the last couple of years. And one year, they're going to come and they're just going to have a rollout of all these games, blah, blah, blah. It's going to be next year, Craig. It's going to be next year that Xbox finally does it. They're going to fire on all cylinders. <laughs> They're going to fire on fire all, all cylinders, cylinders, man. No, but real talk, at some point, that's going to happen. It like We're getting backed up so much that inevitably with – they're just getting more and more teams <laughs> so it's like <laughs> it's at some point it's all gonna fucking happen and then game pass is legitimately gonna be the greatest deal in video games right now we're looking at this and it's like all right like what has xbox put out first party wise on its consoles this year what's it going to put out this year yeah. at the end of the day does that really matter in terms of a console war in terms of like what their goals are and how well game pass is doing in all of their uh initiatives that's one thing but in the question of the gamers hearts of like yo people that want to that people that love xbox games it's a major fucking bummer that they are this few and far between and they have been for this long at this point um but one day it's going to be really really dope for them one day it will be really really dope for them bj bernardo writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like you can to be part of each and every episode of kind of funny games daily and says hi y'all with the news of the Starfield and Redfall being pushed to 2023, where does this leave Xbox's fall window? Are they once again relying on third-party games to carry the load? When do you think Xbox will finally reach the point where they have first-party games releasing on that Matt Booty-quoted 
releasing a game every quarter. Of course, uh, uh, BJ is referencing Wesley Yin Poole's article from June 2021. Microsoft aims to release at least one new first-party ga- game into Xbox Game Pass every quarter, uh, where Matt Booty, the head of Xbox Game Studio, said, in terms of the overall lineup, we want to get to a point where, of releasing a new game every quarter. We know that a thriving entertainment service needs consistent and exciting flow of new content, so our portfolio will continue to grow as our service grows. Tim, what does it look like, you think, for this fall for Xbox? This fall, I don't know. I think it's going to be leaning on a lot of third-party games, which I don't think is the end of the world when third parties are showing up. Like, we're in the... Every generation has that weird kind of adjustment period, that that growing phase of what... There's the launch, and then there's that year one. And then once we get into year two and beyond is when we start to really start to see things kind of, like, get into... Um, the the real kind of formation of what that generation is truly going to mean and just now i feel like in the last month or so we're starting to hear games like oh it's going to be next gen only we're we're leaving the last gen behind there's enough of the ps5s in the wild and there's enough uh xbox series s series x x cloud all the different services that xbox has going out there um that they are feeling a little bit more comfortable kind of moving forward with that and i think that we're kind of caught in that right now where that has always been true for generations but then you add on covid you add on all the other mm-hmm. stuff and you just mm-hmm. add on game development just getting bigger and bigger and bigger for the triple quadruple a games that we're talking about but there is that other side where we're seeing the resurgence of the double a games we're seeing a lot more like indies at this point are no longer just one thing they are so many different things and xbox nintendo and playstation are all uh major uh pushers of indie games and each one of them have kind of a a plan in place to support indie games to varying degrees that was not the case last generation or the generation before right and i think that there were there were kind of ebbs and flows between who was pushing best and most and all this stuff um but really it was playstation like i feel like xbox kind of first ushered it in with the xbox live arcade stuff way 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 oh yeah a long time ago right and then uh we had the ps4 kind of have a moment of that those initiatives where they were really pushing like yo indies are important and ps4 is where you're going to get them if you're on console if you're not playing on on steam obviously pc always is going to have the most of all that stuff and then the switch came out and it being this handheld it being this like this giant boom with such a great adoption rate for games like I feel like since then, there's just been this swell of everyone's on the same page. And especially with Game Pass now being such a huge thing for that, all three of the major console makers are supporting indies. And I, all sure. of this, I think, is to, to say that I'm not worried. Like, I don't think that we need these big AAA first-party title games in the fall uh, for all three, Xbox, Nintendo, and PlayStation, to have a very successful fall. It's just a bummer that we're not getting those because the exclusives are what we care about most when it comes to talking about these consoles. And it's the reason why we get excited for E3 Game Fest, whatever showcases, because we want to see what everyone's bringing that is unique and what they have and the things that they own that only they can do. And because only they can do it, they're going to put even more into it and they're going to be that much bigger and specialer of a game. 100% 100% Tim you're 100% right so then the question becomes do you think Xbox the other thing I've seen going on the internet is that Xbox will pivot then and try to get something big for Game Pass throw bucks behind that for some one of these fall releases to come out there Big Boss Terra tosses out snag Gotham Knights day one for Game Pass so what, what game did you say there Gotham Knights it's a Batman game but it's no Batman oh God yeah yeah, yeah. um I, I don't think so but then again, I don't fucking know, man. Like, I don't think Gotham Wait, Knights. Wait, when you don't think so, you don't think so Gotham Knights? You don't think they'd try to grab a third party to make a Game Pass day and date thing? I, look, here, here's what I think. I don't think that because they're missing something, they're going to go and actively try to seek out getting a third party deal to make up for that. I do think that they might be out there making third party deals because that was always part of the plan. And that is what, they are trying to do and they've been doing that and we've seen them doing that i think that gotham knights is a little bit too big of a game for them to do that for that would be insane and i do think that like that is the future for them is xbox game pass getting big enough and making them enough money that they can just be like well cool it's 2025 and we're finally firing on all cylinders and releasing a game every month uh from all of our 150 different studios because we've acquired the world um and because of that the ones that we haven't acquired we're just going to pay to get it day one on game pass it's like 
I do think that that is a likely future. I don't think it's an inevitable future, but I do think that there is a high percentage that that could be what happens. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing more and more and more acquisition or not acquisitions, um, license acquisitions to get day day and date um, game pass things for some big third party games. But um, I don't think it's going to be in reaction to them losing Starfield this fall. Okay. 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 My next question think? for you, Tim. I think that I think they will have a reaction that will be trying to get something. I don't know what it would be. I don't know if it's Gotham Knights. I don't. I am not shooting from the hip on that. But I do think they would turn to Game Pass and try to strengthen that and try to have some kind of deal out of the gate. Yeah, that would be like, hey, let's get something big on there. I've seen a lot of people going back and forth and arguing a little, not arguing, arguing, but in the chat arguing back and forth about Deathloop. Of course, Deathloop's exclusivity uh, was on. Play, it was a PlayStation Five exclusive when it launched. You assume that has a year of exclusivity. I don't. I mean, Deathloop's a great game that I love, but that's not how you pivot and try to make Xbox look strong. Be like, hey, this game that's a year old is on a Game Pass. Like everyone already knew that was going to happen. Everybody's expecting that to happen. When that happens, you're like, great, cool, that's exciting. But I don't think it's going to be the banner headline of like best place to play Xbox. You know what I mean? So I think you have. I think they do pivot to have something there and have something, some kind of partnership that's bigger than you'd expect to be there and have it. My question though, Tim, because this. When you are talking about this, and we're talking about Starfield falling out of this Xbox fall window, if Ragnarok gets pushed as well, there is no God of War Ragnarok this year, do you think 2022 is remembered as a disappointing year for video games? Oh, I mean, by gamers uh, at the end of this year, 100%, because that's just how gamers work, right? Um, But I think that at the end of the day, like when people look back at it, it's like, a disappointing year for gaming is obviously a subjective thing when you start looking at it it's like there's there's quantity there's quality there's somewhere in between like the the ideal greatest year of all time is when we get both of those and we've had a couple years like that in recent times right where we got uh multiple best game of all time conversation caliber video games um but i think this year has just the the x factor that is elden ring where Mm -hmm. it is a a game that represents the growth of a genre over the last generation or two of video games that has culminated in this moment and the year started with that as well as a bunch of really strong entries like we've seen the last couple years where sure last year wasn't the best year in video game history but there was a ton of really high quality video games same as 2019 where it's like there's a lot of really 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 dope stuff but they're not the like these are going to be games talked about for generations to come uh anytime someone brings up best video games of all time but any year that we get one game that is that I think has to be remembered as a great year. And we already have that in Elden Ring. See, that's what's disappointing for me. I think honestly, when I think about this Starfield moving and for this argument, God of War not happening, right? Is that I do think uh, gamers and especially gamers when we get to uh, December and it's game awards and I- IGN and kind of funny and game of the year and yada yada, we're very much uh, what have you done for me lately? And so I do see that, like, even though Elden Ring, I mean, Elden Ring will fucking walk to every Game of the Year award if there's no God of War to contend with it right now, right? Even though God, Elden Ring's been there, and Horizon was there, and Sifu was there, and Dying Light was there, or, you know, a game you had fun with, whatever, you know, like, even though there's been all these great games at the front of the year, we were promised this, like, year. You know what I mean? We were promised that we were going to feast in the front of the year have a quieter summer as always, and then get to this fall that was going to be Starfield and God of War. And, you know, Jeff Grubb's uh, talking a little bit about Star uh, Star Wars here in a second. Like, there's a whole bunch of stuff happening. It'll be interesting to see how this is how this year is remembered when it's all said and done. Yeah, totally. And it's, again, I've had a great year so far. Oh, Kirby dude, no, that's my, and that's my point. Such a surprise. Sifu is one of my favorite games ever at this point. But, like, I don't think people are going to be talking about Sifu in five years. I mean, people will be, but not people as, like, a majority. as like, when you're talking about just video game lore and history. Uh, but that's fine. That's the beauty of games, especially where they're at now. And I'm just backing up your point. I'm not disagreeing. No, no, I know. And, that's, and I want to make sure to, on the record, that's the point I'm making is I think this year has been phenomenal. We've had such a great start to this year where you go and you scroll back through the games cast and you just see review after review after review. And most of them are like, man, we had a lot of fun with this game and blah, blah, blah. And even now where it's like an embarrassment of riches when I turn on any of my consoles to play anything right now. I, I have so much to play right now. And I'm thinking of a Rogue Legacy on Xbox. I'm thinking of all the Switch stuff I downloaded yesterday and even more that I'm excited for coming soon. And then my PlayStation, like, 
there is so much there, but again, like year the year is usually held up by tent poles throughout. And so if there aren't mm-hmm. those tent poles at the end, I wonder what happens to it. But as I just said, I mean tent poles. Very- I mean- we got a, a new generation of Pokemon coming. Like, and I know also, that that, that I, a lot of people are like, uh, I'm having ignored a Nintendo throughout this. I know people are in there like, Kirby. And I'm like, yep, you're right, Kirby. And then uh, I still have to play Project Triangle. I know there's a whole bunch of stuff that's happening on Nintendo that's awesome. Advanced War is still coming eventually. Someday. Mm-hmm. Maybe. When war is outlawed throughout the universe. Um, however, to get into a little bit of something I just mentioned, and then I mentioned at the top of the show, let's get to my tip of the hat. Kevin, this is not a bullet point, but if you want to put it on the time codes, I would understand. These are breaking rumors right now. All right? I'm tipping my hat. I'm doing the Jeff Grubb tip of the hat. Of course, Jeff Grubb currently uh, banned from Kind of Funny Wrestling. He is on a suspension after beating Imran nearly to death on Kind of Funny Wrestling uh, Midday Mayhem. You can check it out, youtube.com slash Games. But he's still being the number one, or trying to be a games journalist. Andy's still the number one games journalist. There's a whole storyline going on. Anyways, breaking rumors. Uh, Bond Diesel tweeted as we were going live, Jeff, Jeff Grubb just revealed on Grubb Snacks that the Jedi Fallen Order sequel will be called Star Wars Jedi Survivor. This game is potentially coming out late this year. Hashtag Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Then Jeff Grubb himself wandered into the chat here and said, uh, at, right at launch when we went to this, uh, have they announced the Dead Space date yet in the dev stream because it's January? So two Jeff Grubb rumors for you, okay? Number one, he says Star Wars Jedi Survivor is the, the sequel to Fallen Order, and it's potentially coming out late this year. Jeff, if I'm wrong, or Jeff, also just come in if you got time. Pop into the live chat if you want to be part of the show. And then also, the Dead Space live stream is happening right now. And they might have really, maybe, I don't know what he's implying if they were actually going to talk about the release date, but he's saying it's January, which would line up because I remember I reviewed Dead Space 2 in January. Yes, back to you. Uh-huh. Yeah, there we go. I love everything I just heard. I think that Star Wars Jedi Survivor is a dope name as a follow up to Fallen Order with where the story left off, with what yeah. we know about that, with Cal's story. That is fucking awesome. If we might get that game this year, which I feel like was a sure thing until all of a sudden I started feeling a little less sure about it. Um, when like I, there was people like r- talking rumored like that it was going to be 2023 actually. Um, and then when they released the Star Wars Celebration panelist, and I was like, there's nowhere for this announcement to fit. And I know at any moment someone could just walk on stage and just be like, this thing's happening. Stay tuned for whatever the hell. And boom, that's the answer to that. But with no EA play and with no official Star Wars games panel um, at Star Wars Celebration, I was like, huh, a lot of our predictions are starting to go out the window. Um, But I think those predictions might just transform and shift. And I'm sure Grub has more information than I do. Uh, But it's like, cool. Does it make sense to have some type of announcement at um, Star Wars Celebration? Because that's when all eyes are on Star Wars stuff of just teasing more info or reveal at a different event, which would make sense at Summer Game Fest. Now that we actually know that that's going to be its own thing, uh, the the replacement for Kickoff Live or whatever the hell it's called. Um, that could totally make sense. But yeah, it coming later this year, that excites the hell out of me and that secures if that's true, this is going to be an awesome year for me. Um, and then starting off January, if that's true with Dead Space, that seems a little much sooner than I expected um, for, for the Dead Space remake, given the state that we last saw it. But they have been talking about that game and doing the dev kind of breakdown videos a lot more frequently than I ever would have expected. And I think that there's like a, a level of transparency with the Dead Space remake that I've never seen from for sure. EA. Sure. Oh, for sure. From so, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like it's that's really exciting. But I I want to buy into all this stuff, and this sounds like a fantastic time for me. Yeah, I mean, more. I mean, I love Dead Space, and I can wait for Dead Space. I, I'm excited for more Dead Space. Yada yada yada. Star Wars Jedi Survivor is the one that gets me going because Fallen Order I love so fucking much, and that is a game I want as soon as possible. So even to think it might be out late this year is super exciting. And again, you talk about third parties kind of carrying uh, the fall if that was the case right and of course maybe that's another one that xbox looks at and tries to get on game pass and tries to do something crazy with to try to and again if you buy into that there's something they would do without starfield the other question i had about is we're still in this fall right mm-hmm. let's say out the window no ragnarok we already know there's no starfield but this is kind of pivoting to a playstation conversation no ragnarok they can't do that or whatever do you think if it's a quieter fall PlayStation VR 2 could come this year and make a bigger impact? No. Where I've never talked to you about it. Where do you think PlayStation VR 2 is? Do you think that's this year? Um, I mean, I sure. I'm so 50-50 on it. I think PSVR no. 2, when it comes out, 
is more determined by um, just their confidence in getting the amount of hardware created that they want to and wherever the software is at to, to back that up. But I definitely think it's more of a hardware thing than a software thing. Like, I feel like the, it is a... Um, they don't need to have a ridiculous slate of games coming out for it like you do on a PlayStation 5. They should, but like... I was going to say just, it, would it would help. It, yeah, it would, but like they're just, they're just not going to. Uh, it is a much more niche product, and I think because it's a niche product, I don't think it directly competes with anything else PlayStation is doing. I think it's very much for that audience that knows that they want it, and they'll get more people than PSVR 1, I imagine, uh, interested in it because they're coming out the gate with heavier hitting games, like things like The Horizon uh, and stuff like that. Well, I imagine we we'll hope get... that's the one out the gate. I, you know what I mean? Like, I hope that's a launch. Well, I mean, game. regardless, like going into it, they, we know that they are working on a core title. Uh, for PlayStation that is involving PlayStation Studios IP, sure. right? Which we didn't really get with PSVR 1. PSVR 1 kind of felt like a um, carried by indie games and stuff. We got the London Studios thing, but like that felt more tech demo-y, right? Um, and I don't think that when people are talking about PlayStation Studios, they're not talking about that. You know what I mean? They're talking about Nathan Drake and Aloy um, sure. and Kratos and all that stuff. And I feel like it relied a lot on the third-party experiences, the Batmans, the Final Fantasy XV, the Resident Evils, that type of stuff. So I think them focusing more on first-party things is likely, and I think we'll garner more success even um for vr2 but i i just think that it's a different audience and they know that so i don't really think it it matters like i don't think it'd be a good idea for them to release it the same day as god of war 2 but um i think that whether it's this fall or anytime next year i don't think it really matters too much marketing and strategy wise omega buster in the chat said hardware development is not linked to software delays yes if i was clumsy with my question sorry it was more the i'm not saying oh man we're delaying ragnarok push vr2 out the door i'm saying if playstation vr2 came this fall i was asking do you think it would have a bigger impact if it's a quieter fall and i think it would to some degree like i don't i do not think you know oh man there's no ragnarok or starfield so i'm gonna actually buy this vr2 or whatever but i think you'd have more eyes on it more people caring if it was quieter that way in terms of first party chatter and what was going on i, I think people I just, give it a look I, I think also the fact that i stand by the fact that i think i don't i don't believe that call of the mountain will be necessarily a launch game i hope it will i really really hope it will i think it would make a lot of sense to i do buy that half-life alex will be and i think that if half-life alex is suddenly more easily affordable easily accessible i'm using that loosely for how much this is all going to cost i think that would turn a lot of heads yeah that's interesting i i still think we're talking about like will it get a boost if it comes out this fall and this fall doesn't have a lot of the the bigger heavy hitters yes i think that boost is so slim and i actually think that there's going to be more people that would use that money to invest in xbox or nintendo that hadn't before if they're playstation sure. people then that would jump to PSVR too. I just think it's a it's a different style of gaming that is it's just niche and it's I don't even want to say it's unproven. I think it's the opposite. It's proven to be what it is. And I think that what it is is very valuable to a uh large enough group of people to make it worth investing in, but it is not um a it is an alternative to core gaming. It is 100%. not a uh a, just an extra bit of core gaming. 100%. Uh, real quick, to close out this entire conversation. While we've been talking, the one, the only, Phil Spencer, the big cheese of Xbox, has tweeted the following, in quote-tweeting Bethesda's uh, statement. These decisions are hard on teams making the games and our fans. While I fully support giving teams time to release these great games when they are ready, we hear the feedback. Delivering quality and consistency is expected. We will continue to work to better meet those expectations. So again, Phil, back in the decision, but of course making it clear that we know we put a date on this and uh, we will try to be better about that. And again, maybe we just stop putting dates on games so we're really, 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 yeah i mean sure. but i also understand fiscal years and financials and you know yeah i mean that's the thing up. is it's like that's that's it's never gonna stop and i almost don't think it should i think that that it represents the goal it represents like again it no one i i'm not saying no one i should take that back because people are gonna get after me about the specifics but like people on the internet coming it, after you about specifics come on in general like these people are not trying to use these things as straight up bullshit lie marketing tactics. I know it can look that way at the end of it. I highly doubt that's the case. There is so much backlash involved with that, that it's just, why would they do that? It's not worth the backlash. And sure, maybe it's worth the upfront to get investors excited or whatever. But I, I would be willing to bet that the majority of times a date is put on something, it's because they believe that that is what is going to be hit. 
Fair enough. Timothy Gettys. You know what I believe is going to get hit a lot today? Patreon.com slash games. Over on Patreon.com slash games, you can support the show, get your questions right in the air. You can be a Patreon producer. You can get the show ad-free. You get it with the exclusive post show we do. You can watch right now. Use it today to watch this record. PS, I love you. XOXO Live. You can use it tomorrow to wait. XOXO Live. You can get all those ad-frees. You get them all special. You get all the things. You get the Q&A. You do the thing. Blah, 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 blah. You also get the cool shirt. The Portillo uh, Foxhound shirt. Or Fox shirt. Uh, anyways, I digress, though. For right now, you can use patreon.com slash games to get the show ad-free. But guess what, Jack? You're not on Patreon. So here's a word from our sponsor. Shout out to Credit Karma for sponsoring this episode. Have you ever been rejected for a credit card? It happens way too often. That's why Credit Karma created Karma Confidence Technology, helping members apply with more confidence. Are you earning credit card rewards? Credit Karma can help you compare your rewards options so you can find a card that fits your lifestyle, helping you earn miles or cash back for spending money that you're going to spend anyways. Of course, I'm a huge fan of that. I love Credit Karma. One of my favorite features is how Credit Karma uses your credit data to show you your chances of approval before you even apply, which helps you apply with more confidence, and then it doesn't affect your credit score. Credit Karma uses your credit profile to show you offers that are tailored to your financial situation. Uh, they also partner with a wide range of card issuers, so you can be sure that you're exploring all sorts of options. I love Credit Karma. It's so easy to use. Fantastic stuff. Credit Karma, create your own karma. Ready to find the card for you? Head to Credit Karma and check out your personalized mix of offers today. Go to creditkarma.com or the Credit Karma app to find the card for you that's creditkarma.com shout out to MeUndies for sponsoring this episode you know those days when your coffee shop is out of cold brew and your air conditioner breaks and you try to go to the beach but there's zero parking spots yeah life can be hard good thing MeUndies is here to help you take a break from the hardships of the world and give yourself a soft summer of course I don't need to tell you I got the MeUndies shirt I got the MeUndies lounge pants I'm wearing the MeUndies undies the socks even my face mask is MeUndies I absolutely love MeUndies and their soft micro modal fabric and you're gonna love it too I absolutely absolutely guarantee it with me undies light and breathable micromodal fabric you can stay comfy and cool all summer long they have super fun seasonal prints and tons of styles to choose from in sizes extra small all the way up to 4xl me undies has a great offer for all of you any first-time purchasers you can get 15 percent off if you sign up for the free to join membership you can apply that 15 percent off to their already discounted membership prices uh, to get 15 percent off your first order and a hundred percent satisfaction guarantee go to meundies.com slash kinda funny. That's M-E-U-N-D-I-E-S dot com slash kinda funny. Number two on the Roper Report, Dying Light 2 is the latest for a story expansion. We read a letter from Techland. Dear Pilgrims, they call you a pilgrim. Uh, your feedback has always been our top priority. That's why at Techland, we strive to be as open and as honest with you as possible. Over the last few months, we have focused on adding some of your most requested features, such as New Game Plus mode, FOV slider for consoles, and many co-op improvements. On top of that, in June, we will introduce the first game chapter entitled In the, Footpr- in the Footsteps of a Night Runner. Sorry. I, it got me off. This is something that I, that I learned a long time ago, and I'm going to teach the people of Techland right now. That's just huh. in the first game chapter titled. Tim is entitled, right? When he like, I want my games now. He's being entitled. But if I was to give him a title, it'd be Tim, you know, titled, titled. Uh, in the footsteps of the a night runner, and I'm an idiot. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not no ivory tower here. You guys hear me stumble over fucking words every day. That's not what I'm doing. You're perfect, Greg. Thank you. Filled with content and events, as well as the highly anticipated photo mode. That being said, we need a bit more time to develop the first story DLC, which is now planned to be released in September. We apologize for the delay, but we firmly believe that our community, fans, and gamers deserve to receive some truly unforgettable experiences. We want the first major story DLC to meet your expectations by giving it the absolute highest level of polish. Thank you for your trust and support, the people of Techland. Hashtag people of Techland. Tim, as always, great communication from the people over at Techland. Again, me and Blessing have this conversation every so often on Slack, and I'm happy to bring you all into it. Can you believe Dying Light 2 came out this year? That feels like no, so man. long ago. Yeah, I mean, look, it, that's just where we're at with games. Like we were saying, is this a, a bad year? Like, the, the standard of video games has just gotten so, so heightened over the last generation that, like, games like Dying Light 2 can be talked about for years and years and years, actually come out, actually be good and then be forgotten about that quickly 
you know? And I think when it goes back to Dying Light 1, which was the breakout success story of Last Generation when it came to that early springtime slot, like, in a lot of ways, Dying Light 1 completely reinvented our conversations as games media about video game release schedules, yep. right? Yeah. And to see the success that Dying Light has had over the last six, seven years because of its DLC and because of its support of its community. Like I am very interested in what Dying Light 2 is going to look like in seven years. Like, I don't think many people are going to be talking about it on the day-to-day games daily shows. But right? that community, that tech land Dying community, Light community that was so dedicated to Dying Light 1 will be as dedicated to Dying Light 2 and they will make sure that Techland can keep making games and getting contracts and doing whatever they want yep exactly so with this it's like i mean look broken record shit here it's just like hey delays are gonna happen and take your time to get it right but i do think that this is one of those uh examples of the game came out in january right january february whatever it was um a little bit of more of a wait till september but like i imagine that this stuff is going to be it's going to be long term and there's going to be a lot of really quality stuff so waiting a little little longer is something that dying light fans uh, dying light two fans uh, have been used to the last couple of years anyway so i don't think that this is that big of a deal oh no uh, not at all I, it's, and it's for me you know i keep dying light two on my uh playstation i want to get back to it i would like to platinum it i'm waiting for them there's one weird trophy where you gotta you, you have to uh use all your right now you'd have to use all the upgrade whatever they are to one thing or the other and it's like i i've already fucked myself out of that so i'm waiting for them to either patch that and for someone out there you want you to tell me they patched it or add in more of the little things i can get so that i don't have to worry about it ever again but like mm-hmm. i i liked that game a lot i had a lot of the ending sucked and the story's nonsense but like the gameplay of it was great and so i'm looking forward to getting back to it one day and so yeah take all the time you need with it. do whatever you want to uh number three on the Roper report alan, we have an update on alan wake from remedy believe it or not it's been 12 years the 14th of may 2010 since alan wake was first released while that isn't the biggest news around we still decided to do something for it to celebrate we've shared a video update on remedy's youtube channel to talk about the franchise's past and future including in the, the announcement that alan wake remastered will be coming to switch an update on the highly anticipated sequel from our creative director sam lake and some new information on the forthcoming tv adaptation so last year we released alan wake remaster for xbox playstation platforms and pc today we're excited to announce that players will be able to uh, visit bright falls on nintendo switch when alan wake remastered launches for the platform this fall the game will launch as a digital nintendo switch release only and runs natively on the hardware so not the cloud like control uh we'll show more in the coming months and we're excited to share alan wake's story with nintendo fans for the first time now let's talk about Alan Wake 2. We revealed Alan Wake 2 at the Game Awards last December, and back then we promised to show off the long-awaited follow-up this summer. Our plans have since changed, as they sometimes do when making games. Here's Sam Lake. Everything with Alan Wake 2 development is going really well. We are deep in production, have a lot of material, and a great deal of the game is playable. But we've been talking for the past couple of months and have come to the conclu- the decision sorry, here at Remedy, along with our wonderful publisher, uh, Epic Games, that we will not be showing anything big this summer. To create a proper polished demo or a trailer that take a trailer takes a lot of effort. And it's several months of work that could take away from the development, he continued. We feel that we have momentum going. We want to make sure we are creating the best and first survival horror game for Remedy. We don't want to take the team away from that focus, so we're going to keep going and making a great game experience. And unfortunately, you'll have to wait a little bit longer for the demo and trailer, end quote. Alan Wake 2 is slated for a 2023 release and is being published by Epic Games. Then finally, Remedy partnering with AMC Networks on an Alan Wake TV adaptation. Back in late 2018, Remedy announced that an Alan Wake TV show was in the works. Today, we have announced that it is still in the works, uh, but we now have a partner. We're happy to reveal that AMC Networks, The Walking Dead, Breaking Bad, has bought the rights to the Alan Wake TV series. There's still a long way to go for the series to become a reality, but we are excited to say the least about this latest development. What happened what? today? <laughs> Did, is there an Illuminati of like game developers that are like, you know what? Delay it all and we're announcing it here. <laughs> you know what happened, I bet? Two words. Jeff Keeley. He came around knocking on doors and he's like, let's get out here. Let's do some summer game fest stuff. And everybody's like, uh, uh, uh. And he's like, if you don't have shit, I'm going to blow up your fucking spot. Because I'm going to put out, I'm going to put out the news of who's coming to Summer Game Fest. And when they don't see Remedy, when they don't see Xbox, they're going to fucking know. This is your last chance. If you don't out yourselves, I will. Jeff Keighley. 
Greg, I want to talk to Jeff Keeley. Can you make that happen somehow? Of course. Yeah. I don't really care the format or what's up, but I just I want to talk to this man on content. I want to talk to him. And, and I, I no, don't call. That's well, uh, yeah. That's he couldn't his. hear you. That's the problem. Yeah. 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 yeah no. But I want to I want to talk to him about about this whole takeover. <laughs> right. Started with Game Awards to get to where we're at now. Sure. I am utterly fascinated by this. I cannot wait to see what he has for this. Uh, the What's it called now? It's not kickoff live. Is it just summer called Game Summer Fest. Game Fest? Yeah. That is the event, and it's just the one thing, right? Well, I mean, Summer also... Game Fest, you know, continues forever. It's a nebulous concept, <laughs> but, like, yeah, they have that thing, yeah. Yeah, anyways. Very exciting stuff, man. Yeah, this Alan Wake shit, again, transparency. This is just, we've been asking for it forever, and we're finally starting to get it from a lot of people, and it's normalized. This is good. Um, expect delays, guys. This is just par for the course at this point. Well, how about instead of getting to be a Debbie Downer like Tim is, we get fucking excited. Number four on the Roper Report, ladies and gentlemen. 505 Games is having a showcase May 17th. Kevin, let's take a look at their YouTube page. Get ready get for excited, some exciting everybody. announcements. Get exciting, exciting announcements from 505 uh, Games and our first ever digital showcase, Tim. That's exciting five, right there, oh, right? Five. You know what they you know what they publish. You know what they publish over there, right? Well, uh, uh, Puzzle, Puzzle Quest, Quest 3, three motherfuckers. What do we got to Holy say about shit, Puzzle Quest dude. 3? You know yeah, what I mean? Man. Of course Put they that also on PSVR published. too. They also um, did uh, Death Stranding on PC. They also did uh, Control. So there's a bunch of other things they could be doing. 505 mm-hmm. games. And they, you know, they're they're trying to make a name for them. So they're trying to change. They had a bad reputation for a long time. They're trying to turn that around. They've been doing a good job with it, I think, of getting getting some cool stuff on the, on board there. So uh, optic cool. optic dark side uh comes in with with some snark that i appreciate just as a funny joke here saying 500 505 reasons to sleep in that day <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right it's a pretty good you know what I'm, I'm interested to see what it's gonna be but that's a pretty good joke i'll let you yeah but my, my favorite uh, yeah I, i'm excited too but my favorite thing about it is uh that i don't know where <laughs> they live but it's 6 p.m our time so you're sleeping in a lot <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then if that wasn't enough for you, ladies and gentlemen, number five on the Roper Report, Fall Guys has a big announcement coming. They're making a big deal about it. Kevin, click on it. They've got their own YouTube premiere over there, right? And while we were live, I also got a press release from it. So it'll be time for some big news from us soon. Fall Guys will be hosting our biggest announcement yet this coming Monday, May 16th at 10 a.m. Pacific time. The broadcast has been designed to be co-stream friendly, includes uh, our own music, and we welcome all creators that would love to... uh, join us for such a big moment our host of the show will be l osley wood and wwe superstar god damn it austin created xavier woods hey i the love commission. to see it man he's taking over the world like yeah. that motherfucker was at the, not just at the kids choice awards he was nominated for a kids choice award greg did he win I actually don't know who won. I doubt he did. I feel like I would have known that. Fucking but loser. I hate you so. Oh, 2015 Game Awards. Oh, where is it, Greg? Where is the proof? It's right back there. Yeah. I mean, there's a big difference between uh, when you win Where's something, you you're allowed to okay. say that forever. Forbes 30 under 30. How old are you now, you fucking ancient old man? <laughs> Shut the fuck up, all right? <laughs> when you win it, you're allowed to have it forever. That's no, why all that's Woods can playing. talk about is the fact that he was king of the ring. That's it. Not even a mm-hmm. pay-per-view anymore. Not even a fucking pay-per-view for King of the Ring. Kofi and Big E keep winning tag team titles. He keeps saying he's part of that, too. Don't get me started on the commission, all right? Crooked as they come. <sighs> I love you. Lo- I love him very much. You know, everybody knows that. <laughs> if you didn't know, I love, I love Austin quite a bit. Uh, and he's also a big part of KFW. Watch at YouTube.com slash kind of funny. Uh, well, how much time we got? All right, number six and final on the Roper Report. Uh, the Dirt Team Codemasters Cheshire has merged with the Need for Speed Studio uh, cri- Criterion. God, I'm blanking on everything. Uh, Tom Ivan at VGC is reporting. Codemasters Cheshire, and I know I'm probably screwing it up English people. I'm sorry, but I just don't care. Uh, has been in- integrated into the fellow UK-based electronic art studio Criterion Games. The Cheshire Studio is the outfit behind Dirt 5, which was formed by the former Evolution Studios team that created PlayStation Racing Games, Drive Club, and MotorStorm. We can confirm Criterion Games and the development team at Codemasters Cheshire are officially coming together to create the future of Need for Speed, Codemasters said on Thursday. This integration builds off the close partnership the two studios have developed over the past few months. Sharing common values and similar cultures, we strongly believe unifying the huge wealth of expertise uh, across both teams will help us deliver the best racing experiences we can for our players, end quote. 
Uh, no redundancies have been made as a result of the move, a move according to Games Industry App Biz, which reports that Codemasters Birmingham uh, continues to work on Formula One franchise. Yay! Interesting. Yeah, I mean, dude, I, I'm hopeful that we'll see a Need for Speed again that is, like, special. But I feel like that's a silly thing for me to be. Um, and not, that's not even, like, against the games. I just think that Need for Speed used to mean something. And I feel like now it's just, like, at best, it's a really high-quality game. But I think that racing games kind of have found their their foot in different places. Like, when it comes to, like, Forza Horizon just kind of dominating uh, the conversation, you know? Like, I don't know. But give me underground. Okay. Tim, I hope you get underground. But that's so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grop shops, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. I'm laughing because Need for Speed. (laughs) No, it's because Need for Speed Underground, like one of the most defining features of it was what we – first saw in too fast too furious with the undercarriage having the glowing neon lights Mm -hmm. Uh, and recently i was reminded that there are butt plugs that exist with uh led lights on them and so if you wear and you wear a a skirt and then you walk around (laughs) you're like one of the cars from need for speed underground how are you reminded about this somebody tweeted at me yeah out today death loop is getting game update three the update brings with it an all new photo mode as well as a number of requested accessibility features remember we talked about this at launch with the one the only the blind gamer steve sailor uh death loops photo mode features a wide array of camera customizations to help players capture the perfect moments on their journey through the beautifully crafted environments of black reef the update also adds new dedicated accessibility category to the options menu including many new features such as gameplay settings to increase or decrease combat difficulty, reprise number, and game speed, HUD and UI customization options, and improved menu navigation. Call of Anita, the fan favorite match three RPG on Facebook gaming with a, with a new content update is also available on both iOS and Android. Free mode challenges and events continue to deliver massive rewards in GTA Online with free mode activities occurring more frequently across Southern San Andreas and serving up quadruple rewards. A bout of cosmic good fortune comes to all Atari VCS owners as the iconic games publisher Atari announces the timed exclusive launch of Gravatar Recharged, now available on the system. The Centennial Case, uh, oh no, don't show me this. Uh, the, the Centennial Case, uh, Shinjima Story comes to PC, PS4, PS5, and Switch. Ninja Jaja Maru, the great yokai battle plus hell comes to PC. Infinite Links comes to PC, Xbox One, Xbox Series X. Flippin' Cactus comes to Mac, PC, PS4, Switch, Xbox One. Vesper comes to PC and Switch. And then Seven Pirates H comes to Switch. New dates for you. Um, a Pico is coming to PC on May 20th. Multiverse is getting a closed alpha May 19th through the 27th. Golfie is launching on early access uh, on the PC, of course, May 26th. Deliver Us the Moon will now launch on June 23rd uh, for PlayStation 5 and Play- or, I'm sorry, Xbox Series X. And then Hellslave uh, unleashes hordes of demons on PC May 26th as well deals of the day for you we have the your weekly xbox free play days fire up your engines this weekend in free play days wrc 10 and lawn mowing simulator man made for gary widow are available this mm-hmm. weekend for xbox live gold and xbox uh game pass ultimate members that's available now through sunday night tim mm-hmm. we have people watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games to go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we and set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and listening on podcast services around the globe perfect record Nailed perfect it. record man a lot of editorializing. Oh, you, get Greg, you, get Tim, you put them together things are gonna be good a lot of editorializing over there and people want to a lot of the ones coming in this isn't a you're wrong but well then it's, it should go to the chat shouldn't it should go into the fucking chat then shouldn't it let me direct you to the chat it's over there you nailed it Tim I don't Did know. I? Where it is, you know. <laughs> could have been a is the right chat there. over here, guys? Nobody is that knows. y'all? Oh, no, whatever. Continue oh, my show. God, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm uh, fucking right. I'm never wrong. The chat's over here. <laughs> fucking got him. Fucking got Thank it, Tim. You. Thank you. Um, Tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, Tam will be here with Tim for a Tim Tam Friday. Tomorrow, Hussein, of course. 
former up up down down champion in kfw will be here to host with him uh we will be then me i'll be i won't be here because i'll be getting ready to play some evil dead we'll be playing some evil dead tomorrow on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games but if you're watching live right now on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games after this vampire masquerade blood hunt is coming up with snowbike mike and the crew of course tim and i are going over to patreon.com slash kind of funny games and do the post show what are we going to do tim we're going to watch the brand new mario strikers battle league trailer together Okay, a little reaction. You haven't seen it, right? I have not seen this trailer. And Greg, we are weeks away from this game coming out. This game that I can't believe exists. Very sure. excited about this. Yeah, you all freaked out on the, the when it got announced. I, I was there. I lived have it. You, I mean, are, are you, is this going to be your first Strikers game? I played a little bit. Was there a, uh, uh, GameCube and Wii. I played the GameCube one, one, one a little each. bit. There. I played a little oh, bit man. of GameCube. Oh, man. It's good. Okay. We'll see. I'm looking forward to getting into it. I'm looking forward to watching this trailer. You can come watch our reactions, patreon.com slash games. Of course, that's where the post shows always are. Of course, that's where you can watch us record PS I Love You XOXO this very afternoon. Tomorrow, you can watch the XCast live as they record it. You can always get the show ad-free. You can always get it with the post shows. You can go catch Bless Who uh, with Lucy James, which they did last night on the Gamescast after that uh, amazing episode we have live right now. But I digress. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekend on variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news and you know about like that be part of the show like i already told you patreon.com slash kind of funny games if not catch it later youtube.com slash kind of funny games please like and subscribe uh and then roosterteeth.com i don't know what they do over there put us in a playlist or some shit i don't know how it works and then of course on your podcast service of choice like subscribe share it with your friends until next time it's been our pleasure to serve you <laughs>